0: Welcome to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. In this program, we take a fresh look at some of today's challenges. From the economy, education, politics, security, defense, and much more, you'll be prompted to see and think about things just a bit differently. Now, here are your hosts, Ambassador Harry Thomas and Chief Alex Morales.
1: And welcome to The Spotlight. We are your hosts, Ambassador retired Harry K. Thomas, Jr., and I am the chief, retired as well. Harry, who do we have today, sir? Today, our guest is Colonel Retired Angel Davila Lopez, who is going to tell us about his amazing life and career in the U.S. military, his academic pursuits, and his life as we honor Hispanic Heritage Month.
2: Great, great. Angel, thank you for taking the time. Welcome to the spotlight, sir.
3: Hey, no, hey! I really appreciate uh, the opportunity, and thanks uh, for for having me.
2: No, the pleasure is ours. Well, so, Angel, please tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
3: Okay, um, uh, as as you all mentioned, my name is uh, my name is Angel. Uh, I was born and raised in a small mountain municipality uh, in, in Puerto Rico. The name is uh, is Ay Bonito. Uh, a beautiful place called the uh, City of Flowers and the Switzerland of Puerto Rico. The uh, town has the uh, highest elevation which makes uh, the climate uh, cooler than most towns on the island. Um, an interesting fact, uh, where I am from is where the last battle of the Hispanic-American War in Puerto Rico was fought. Um, I am a product of the public School system. My father was a uh, police officer, uh, later retired as a a captain and soldier in the Puerto Rico Army National Guard. My mother was a school teacher um, who later retired as a school principal. I'm the oldest of uh, three children. I'm married. uh, My wife serves our country as a government civilian. And I have
2: uh, two children, uh, one daughter and, and one son. Wow. Hey, we got something in common. My dad is, as well, a uh, police officer, retired police officer in Puerto Rico. So that's pretty cool. Very
1: well. So what made you want to join the Army and become an officer? Was it because of your dad's service or another motivation?
3: Uh, so so i so uh, so serving in the military uh, is, is a calling. Um, and the service, uh, serving as an officer in the United States Army, for me, was an honor. I, I, I come from a proud uh, military family where service uh, to the United States um, of America is something that we just do. Uh, my grandfather served in World War II. Uh, my father uh, served in Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Uh, my uncle that served in Vietnam, uh, and all, all of them were enlisted men. Um, I—I'll be honest. I—I I always wanted to be a soldier since, since I was a child. Uh, so, upon graduation uh, from uh, from high school, I enrolled in the ROTC program and at the University of Puerto Rico. And, and I knew that I, that I had to do my very best to, you know, to become the first Davila to be an officer in the United States Army. Um, I always said that I wanted to travel the world, uh, meet people, learn languages and cultures. Hey, but
1: what did that mean to your parents, your grandparents, to see you put on the
3: gold bars? So, uh, so, so for my father and mother... Uh, was, uh, was extremely gratifying because um, they were the ones that actually uh, commissioned me uh, back in 1997. Um, my, my grandfather, um, you know, who served in World War II, actually passed uh, about, um, about two weeks uh, before this happened. Uh, so it was a sad moment. It was sad and it was happy. You know, sad because, you know, he wasn't able to see me uh, become an officer. Uh, but it was really happy for, you know, from a mom and dad who, you know, who saw the fruit of their labor to, you know, uh, in, in me. That was impressive.
2: So <clears throat> because we're talking about Hispanics and uh, celebrating Hispanic, you know, heritage tomorrow, no? <laughs> Just to our audience understand, what are the challenges? I mean, you, you raised to a very successful career in the military. You became a full bird colonel, which is considered a very successful career in any, anybody's mind. And what was your challenges from coming from that island, you know, all the way, I'm assuming, you know, Benning or, you know, uh, to, the, to the United States? What was your challenge uh, becoming an officer?
3: So, uh, so I have to say, my 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 challenges, you know, uh, f- first and foremost was the was the lack of, of English language capabilities. Uh, so that's, that's that's number one. Um, number two, you know, I you know, not not understanding the American culture, uh, not not understanding how the United States Army works, uh, the the many opportunities of the United States Army. Offers you know such as uh, military schooling, uh, civilian schooling, when to apply for for these opportunities because you know in the army you know timing is, is extremely important, uh, and 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 lastly you know not not having a, an officer mentor early on you know who would guide me to, to make the right choice on a military assignments. Okay, so
2: having so said that, uh, how you became so successful
3: so to the way i um you know so so, so the key um you know i i, I don't want to say you know that i was extremely successful uh because i don't think i was i i just uh i just did the very best that i could um with uh you know with the tools and and opportunities that, that i was presented but um but, you know, or early in my career, I, I understood that in order, you know, for me to have a shot at success in my chosen profession, uh, first, I, I, I had to keep, you know, my faith, uh, the support of my family. Um, like I mentioned before, I had to try to, to, to master the English language, uh, both in written and, and spoken communication. And, and, and hopefully not to have a, a such a uh, pronounced accent. Um, I, I also had to apply the values, uh, that I learned at home, uh, from, from my parents, you know, the, you know, values like self service, uh, dedication, uh, integrity, uh, commitment, and, 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 and of course, sacrifice, um, I had to learn, you know, how to make lasting relationships. And those are things that uh, that at least I wasn't taught back in, in the ROTC program when I went through at the University of Puerto Rico.
2: You know, you mentioned something very curious because it it's kind of hit me, which is I experienced it too when I was in is, you mentioned that you had to have, you had to work hard in not having an accent why can you tell our audience why
3: well there you know there there are some uh, some officers in the United States military as a whole you know who you know who think or believe that you know that because you have an an accent you know you're not as uh, as knowledgeable that you're not you you're not as committed as those you know who you know who are in, basically born and raised in the United States. Um, so I I, I work really really hard to you know uh, knowing that I would never be able to you know get rid of the accent because you know English is my second language. Uh, uh, you know, knowing that I was. I, I, I tried really, really hard to, to make sure that I would um, speak as, as, as clearly as I could um, without having such a pronounced accent.
1: Go <laughs> oh, ahead, Harry. You're muted. It is <laughs> Once again, Colonel, the military is known and is the most respected organization in the United States. It's also known as the groundbreaker in terms of race relations and equal opportunity. Where from, from your early answers, that is seems to be true and false. Where somebody can be judged by an accent, but also somebody can rise to be a full bird colonel. Yeah, so so how, how do you talk about that?
3: yeah so so imagine so in in my case and i can uh, i can only talk about my my own mm-hmm. experience um and you know and and reaching you know this uh this rank of 06 in in, in the army i uh, i so you know uh, reaching promotion to colonel is uh is is extremely hard not only for you know for uh for you know native born and and not done native, it is a trim yard uh, for so so for instance, you know the uh, the fiscal year twenty one you know army promotion the colonel board was uh, was was actually thirteen percent of all the officers who joined the army the same year about twenty two years ago. Now now uh, now uh, think about that. That's that is really really low, and actually this this year it was higher than the other years. So. For me, the, the recipe for success that I used, uh, I did not learn, Ambassador, until uh, my promotion to captain. When I was provided the opportunity and the honor uh, to, uh, to become an aide-de-camp and an executive officer to several general officers, uh, these assignments changed my life and my military career. This was a game changer. At last, I was exposed to how the, how the United States government works, the Department of Defense, how the Army works, and the many opportunities that all of these uh, entities can, can, can offer, can, uh, correction can offer. Um, officers of higher ranks who could mentor me and guide me, you know, US government policy, uh, exposure. Uh, to other government agencies like the Department of State, um, so I knew then that with this experiences, knowledge, and exposure, I had to make an attempt to get promoted uh, to to at least the O six Colonel. I I always
2: said I always said that uh. I hate it when they put me in a box and I always told everyone, hey, hey I speak with an accent, but I don't think with one. <laughs> so what do you think about
3: that? Yes, no, I I was, uh, uh, I think, you know, early on, I, I, I experienced that. Um, you know, uh, the officers, you know, who were my, my supervisors, you know, believed that I wasn't as, as knowledgeable or, you know, as they said, you know, smart because I had an accident. But then, you know, when, when, when the opportunity was presented to me to, to, to excel and, and, and at the end of the day, gentlemen, you know, and, and, and every, and, and every job you, all you need is, is the opportunity. So that, that, that is actually the hard thing, right? You, you have to fight to get the opportunity. Now, you have, you have that shot, so when you get that opportunity, you better do your best because you may not get uh, another opportunity.
1: Right, indeed. Go ahead, Harry. What do you mean by you may not get another opportunity?
3: So, so, so what, what I mean by that, is that um you you may not you you may be presented with, with with an opportunity that is going to take you places that is going to take you to other heights mm-hmm. and and in life i i am a firm you know believer that doesn't have to be you know being an officer in the, in the united states army um if, if you see that, that, that opportunity, you need to not have fear. You need to believe in yourself, and you need to go for it. Uh, and, if, uh, and if you fail, you know, that's, that's uh, okay. Um, I didn't – I wasn't successful at, uh, at everything I did in learning. Army. Uh, if, I, if I say so, I will be lying. Uh, I, I failed at, uh, at a lot of things, um, but I was always – willing to learn, and I was always willing to, to let my bosses know, hey, I can do that too. I, if you give me the opportunity, I'll show you that I can do
2: it. And with I show you, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
0: Join us every week for The Spotlight with The Ambassador and The Chief. The Ambassador is host Harry Thomas, and The Chief is host Alex Morales. Together, they bring you different views on today's challenges, from politics to education, security, defense, and the economy. The Ambassador and The Chief, along with their guest experts, outline new perspectives and lively discussions. Tune in to The Spotlight on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at dbaec solutions.com. Again, that's support at dbaeecsolutions.com. Now back to the spotlight.
2: And we're back with the spotlight out uh, here with Colonel retired Angel Davila celebrating, uh, Spanish heritage month. Uh, Angel, uh, did you ever thought you were gonna make o six or a colonel you you thought you were gonna reach the colonel
3: rank so the so the answer is yes or no uh but first no uh when i you know when i when i joined the army um as a second lieutenant i i i saw you know that 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 rank so far away uh and there was no way um, that you know that you as a newly promoted or n- newly commissioned um, second lieutenant, you, you think about becoming a colonel. Um, I, I, as I as I mentioned earlier, when I you know the 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 game changer was when I when I started to when I was provided the opportunity to work uh, for uh, for general officers. That's when, you know, that's when I thought, well, you know, uh, Colonel, you know, it, it's, it's not that far away. Uh, and I think with, you know, with uh, with the knowledge and the exposure that I that I have, I, I think I can make it or I, I I think I can do my very best to get there.
1: Go ahead. Harry. No, I'm going to let Alex ask the next question. <laughs> I think it's, it's appropriate for you to ask. Now, okay. Number so six.
2: so why why you think is uh, so little representation, so Hispanic, little representation in the senior ranks? What are your thoughts about that?
3: So uh, earlier in in our conversation, I, I I mentioned that in order to achieve the uh, the rank of colonel. In uh, my view, uh, I had to have officers of higher rank mentor me, guide me early, uh, you know, early in my in my career. Um, uh, promotion uh, opportunities in the United States Army are based a great deal on the right assignment, the right military schooling, and the perfect evaluation report. Uh, and in my experience as uh, as, as an infantry officer, I was always the only Hispanic um, in the in the units that I that I that I went. Uh, I, I saw very little uh, African Americans um, and other and other minority officers in the infantry branch. So, you know, so we need a more you know Hispanic uh, Hispanic officers in the in the United States Army. Uh, the the more Hispanics we have in senior ranks, the more Hispanics we'll have a, a senior leaders. It's as, as simple as that.
1: Is the Army doing enough to recruit, retain, and promote Hispanics? Um, they have a wonderful diversity, equity, and inclusion statement. Uh, we know that Secretary of Defense Austin and uh, the Chairman are committed to improving things, but. A, are they doing enough and b what role can you carve out for yourself as a role model
3: so in my in, in my personal view on um, un, until we have you know more uh diversity and and I know our leaders I mean they've they've, they've been saying that you know since I since I got commissioned 20 uh, 24 years ago uh, until we have more you know, officers of color in 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 high positions as as, as senior leaders, um, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think we will be in the right track. So is it, is it better um, than uh, than than before? Uh, I would say yes. You know when 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 my grandfather. Uh, and And my father and my uncle you know joining the army you know many 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 years ago, usually you know hispanics couldn't couldn 't be officers you know they they could they could only be enlisted uh, so so in comparison you know and and my family experience you know i bas you know in my family i basically went from because they went their ranks were E5s, so E5 to Colonel. I mean, that that, that is a that's a, that is a big jump uh, in in my family. So I I do hope um, that uh, that uh, other uh, family members, you know, in, in, including my children, uh, join join the military, and and they could they could uh, hopefully become generals. I can, you know, they, they can be better than me. They can be, you know, they can reach, reach higher than me. Uh, but until we have those senior leaders and, 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 and people with authority in the higher places, uh, we're, we're just going to remain the same. So are you carving out
1: anything for
3: yourself to do?
1: To help recruit or retain or mentor.
3: Yes. So I, I, you know, uh, in in my military career, um, I always, you know, I I, I never saw um, uh, color. Uh, I, I never saw, you know, I, I I just didn't see that. That that's that that's how I was raised back, back in home. So I, I did mentor, you know, every single sorter that that, that I was in charge of, uh, male and, and female. Um, but uh, but one of the things that I would love to do is is actually go back, go back to Puerto Rico, uh, go back to, to the ROTC program, and uh, and and actually talk to them, and 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 teach them uh, the things that I wasn't taught back, you know, 24 years ago, how the, how the army worked, how, how to make it to, you know, to be a a senior leader. Um, But if, um, until, until we do that, uh, I don't think this is going to change.
1: I suggest you and Alex go home and recruit. Um, I'm being very serious. You you may never have heard of Terence Todman, but he was an African-American from the British Virgin Islands. And he went to the University of Puerto Rico on the GI Bill. And he ended up being ambassador to six countries and an assistant secretary. Those kids need to hear those stories, which I'm sure they don't know Todman's story or yours and Alex's story. I hope one time when you go home, you can uh, talk to the ROTC commandant, and, and and that he would allow you to talk to the kids, or if not, at least virtually before you guys can go home to kind of set that up, because you know they 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 benefit so much from recent
3: practitioners. No, yes, and I, I agree on that sir. I, I think uh, you know I think our our future leaders, you know, have to know more about, you know, what, what the contributions are from, uh, from, uh, from Hispanics.
2: So <clears throat> knowing that it's a Hispanic heritage, again, like I, I've been saying, uh, uh, one of the things I always said, even I wish I knew, and, and you're a history man, so you, you probably would appreciate this, is a lot of, even Hispanic, to our fault, don't know all the contribution that Hispanics uh have done to the country and to the military. What do you think about that?
3: No, I I, I do uh agree, Alex. Um I, I think one of the one of the one of the issues and one of the things that we have to fix is that you know we we have to show what what the Hispanic contributions are you know, not, not only to our country, but, but also to, to the United States Army. Um, and, they, and, and it has to be told in military schooling as well as civilian schooling. Also, it's just not enough to highlight you know, Hispanic contributions once a year uh, during a Hispanic American you know, month. Uh, learning has to be a, a, an everyday thing. Uh, our our culture is, is, is rich, it's diverse, and we have made a large contribution to our society. Um uh, also, I would I would say, and I would argue that Hispanics also must be uh portrayed in a good uh positive light. You know, uh because if we're not then uh, then then that is the, that's the perception that, that most of the society is gonna have. What
2: do you mean with portraying uh in a good side? Can you you know, can you talk a little bit more about that just out of curiosity?
3: Yes, and you know, some uh times, you know, we see in, in in movies that the Hispanics are portrayed as the you know, as the as drug lords. Oh, okay. Um as yes, and and that that is not true, you know, uh, but if but if that's what, you know, what the society looks at and and consumes that, that, that's what they're going to have. I always, uh, joke
2: around. That that's a good point that you mentioned, but not only that, but a lot of people in the United States don't even know that Puerto Rico is part of the United States. So they're asking questions to like, uh, when do you got your green car or,
3: <laughs> or, <I'm> like, what? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Can yes, you, can, can you share
2: your story, uh, uh, of course, without names. Uh, can you share your
3: story when you were a lieutenant? Sure. So, um, so I, I was a was a lieutenant, and one of my senior officers, um, some in the hallway, he stopped me, and he said, "Hey, uh, hey, Angel, I, you know, if there's anything that I can do for you, you know, with your with your visa application, you just 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 let me know." I am here for you. So if there's anything that, that, that I can do, just let me know. And I, and at, at first I, I thought, you know, that he was joking, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico. And then I, you know, uh, and then I understood that he wasn't, that he he literally did not know that, that uh, the Puerto Ricans are uh, U.S. citizens. So um, so I told him, yeah, no, sir, don't worry, I'll, uh, you know, if there's there's anything that you can do, you know, for my visa, but you know, I may, I may be deported, you know, soon. So, uh, uh but, but then you know, he he. Uh, can you believe? Can
2: you believe that Harry, a senior
3: officer? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but then you know, uh, to his to his credit, you know, a few weeks, you know, later, you know, he came by and he, he apologized. Said, "Angela, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't know." I, I should have known, but
2: I didn't, so I apologize. But the simple fact that you were an officer, I should have known you're were, you were a U.S. citizen. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yes. You know? Hey, talking about the contribution, just out of curiosity, can you, can you talk a little, a little bit about the Barrinqueneers and what they accomplished, you know,
3: just to for our audience? Just very... Yes, yeah. yeah, so, uh, so the Barrinqueneers is um it was a was a was a u.s army infantry regiment uh out of puerto rico Uh, this uh this regiment was formed um after the uh, hispanic american war uh, back in 1898 Uh, the regiment was was uh, instituted in 1900 Um, this this regiment was um, mostly uh, made uh, uh, for Puerto Rican en- enlistment. All of the officers were uh, were were uh, uh, were American uh, Caucasians. Uh, this, uh, this this unit uh, fought in World War One, World War Two, uh, as well as in the Korean Conflict. Um, they um, a few years back they were they were presented with the uh with the congressional uh, gold medal uh for their service and uh and and all these wars and this conflict and in the korean conflict um my my dad's uh uncle um he he passed away a, a few years ago he was he was a marine back in back in puerto rico this uh this, this men are revered uh, because of all of the uh, of all of the things that they have to go through uh, uh, do, during the Korean War. Uh, so we're uh, back in Puerto Rico. We're 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 extremely proud of this men uh, who uh, who fought for the United States uh, not only in the Korean War, as I mentioned, but but also in, in World War II and the First World War.
2: And with that, we're going to take a short break.
0: Join us every week for The Spotlight with The Ambassador and The Chief. The Ambassador is host Harry Thomas, and The Chief is host Alex Morales. Together they bring you different views on today's challenges, from politics to education, security, defense, and the economy. The Ambassador and The Chief, along with their guest experts, outline new perspectives and lively discussions. Tune in to The Spotlight on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. If you have a question or a comment about the program, drop us a line via email to support at Again, that's support at Now back to The Spotlight.
2: And we're back in The Spotlight with uh, Angel Davila, Colonel Retired.
1: So, what would you recommend to young Hispanics that want to serve in the military, particularly young women, because we have a real dearth of uh, women officers, particularly Latinos?
3: Yes. So, so my my recommendation uh, is to is, is is to pursue your goals in life while while, while serving our country in uniform. Um, the military. Uh, can and will provide you with professional and personal growth opportunities. Uh, in my case, the, the United States Army provided me with, with the opportunities to excel that I would not have uh, received had I stayed in Puerto Rico. Uh, I, I, I owe a debt of, uh, of, of gratitude, uh, not only to the United States Army, but to, to this country of ours that, that it took a chance, you know, in a young man from a really small town in the mountains of Puerto Rico. Um, and 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 helped him become a better human being and a better citizen. Um, I travel the world. Uh, I've been to every single you know continent on this on this earth, you know, minus Antarctica of course. Um, I've I've been to over 150 countries. I met people, learned languages, you know, cultures around the world. And, you know, and my service actually to, to our country um, allowed me to be, you know, here in, in your presence today. Um, so, so what I would say is, you know, you don't, if, if, if you don't want to, you know, serve 20 years, 30 years in the military, uh, at least, you know, um, you know go in um and and try try for a few years uh, I, I i guarantee you that that what you will find and what you will see and the and the opportunities you know will uh, will, will be phenomenal um uh, but like like I mentioned before and um when we began um this was that you 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 have to be ready to to know exactly how this institution works. Uh, and once you do, you will see that, that, that the United States Army uh, is a phenomenal, phenomenal place to work. It's a phenomenal place to be at. Um, so I I owe, you know, I mentioned before, a debt of of gratitude. Uh, I, you know, all of, the, all of the friends that I that I had back back home. Uh, in, in high school and even in college, they have not done you know a percentage uh, of, of the things that I've been able to to accomplish. Um, it's it's not going to be easy, you know. Nothing good in life is. Uh, good things in life are hard, uh, but when, once you accomplish your, your goals, you will feel in heaven, and 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 I I, I guarantee that.
2: You're a bit too humble, but how many languages do you speak, Anger?
3: So I, uh, I'm, I, I like to say that I'm proficient in, and uh, of course, Spanish, my first language, uh, Brazilian Portuguese, uh, Italian, uh, French. I, I did, uh, I did go to the Sorbonne in, in Paris, France. Oh, I, dessert. I, I, And then uh, uh, I I do also uh, speak a little bit of Lithuanian. My uh, uh, wife is originally from Lithuania. So in order for me to, you know, to be able to communicate uh, with my in-laws and my family in Lithuania, I had to learn. So um, it's, uh, it's provided, you know, this service to our country has provided me with these great opportunities.
1: At the same time, you, we're all generous. We're all grateful that our country provided us with so much opportunities. But at the same time, you, the country's benefited from you, sir, in so many ways, from the experience you had, from the experience your, your parents had, your, your, your late uncle. So in, in what ways has Angel benefited the United States?
3: So I, I'll, so number one, um, I, I think our country um, is, a, is a phenomenal country, with all of the issues and problems that we have, I think, you, know, looking at all the countries that I've visited um, before uh, I think our country is, is phenomenal. are um, because of the opportunity that I've received. I have been able to, you know, to pay our, our country back. And because of my language uh, language capabilities, I have been able to uh, uh, to portray our country in a good light. I have been you know, given the honor to represent our country abroad. Um, so in, uh, let me give you a quick example. Um, I was able to um, to go to the baltics uh, to the Baltic states uh, specifically Lithuania, uh, because I do you know understand and speak a little bit of Lithuanian uh, so um, so in, in in this exercise that the United States Army Europe uh, conducted in Lithuania, and I was the military advisor to uh, one of the Lithuanian Brigade Commanders uh, for, for this exercise. I would not have done that. There was no other U.S. Army officer in Europe who spoke Lithuanian, So I was able to represent our, our country there, and uh, and it was, a, it was a phenomenal opportunity. Jibarito from Aybonito in the middle of nowhere speaking Lithuania
2: that's ah, incredible love it they were they were shocked
3: that you know that that I, that I understood and, and spoke their, their their language but but the the nexus the friendship you know between both countries I believe you know got a lot stronger because I was there
1: Indeed, Go ahead, Harry. Indeed. Well, did you audience? Did you hear that ability to speak Lithuanian and ben- not only benefit our country but help the Lithuanian military, who are one of our allies and partners? It's an incredible story that we're trying to uh, we're trying to tell to to our global our global community. I think that many of our listeners are not familiar with the military. Many don't know what a, what a colonel is or what a major is, lieutenant colonel, chief warrant officer. So what responsibilities did you have as a colonel?
3: So the, one of the very last um, jobs that I had in the military I was the uh, was deputy commander of the uh, Kabul-based cluster in, in Afghanistan. Um, my, my my job uh, there was basically to be uh, in charge of about 5,000 um, uh, service members, mm-hmm. not only uh, not only from the United States, but from about 27 countries. Around the world, who were actually there supporting our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as a, as a, as a colonel, you are uh, you're you're basically a manager. You're 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 basically in charge of thousands of individuals. Not only you know providing them with um, with uh, with with exactly what they have to do um, but also you know to make sure that they that they came home um, alive and then that's what i did um, it, w- it wasn't easy uh, to do but uh, i'm proud that i brought all my soldiers back home uh, back, back in 2019 uh, from from afghanistan uh, but that's uh, that's actually one of the many uh, many Stories that I have. I I served in Iraq. I served in Bosnia Herzegovina. I served in Kosovo, in, in in Haiti, in Colombia, in the Philippines. Uh, and and I know uh, Ambassador, uh, you also served there as the ambassador, so um, so you you know where I served and down, uh, in down south in the Philippines. Um, so I. It, 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 it it's been the honor of my life because I, I love traveling. So I was not only traveling, I was not only working, but I was representing the United States of America. It's, it's impressive. Um, Angel, you,
2: <clears throat> you also not only speak all those languages, but now you're working on your PhD. Uh, can you please tell a little bit about that?
3: Yes. Um, So I am uh, um, I'm actually halfway through Uh, my Ph.D. in history. Um, uh, I'm I'm, I'm studying at the Center uh, of Advanced Studies of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. And this is a university in Puerto Rico. Uh, This is something that I always wanted to do. Uh, I love history. Um, and, uh, and I think that was, that's one of the reasons why I was, um, you know, I was successful in my career because every time I deployed, uh, to a region or, or even traveled to a region, I always try to find out this region's history. Uh, so I knew, um, uh, I knew a little bit. Of of, um, of of what was what was I going what was I was going to uh, to, to to get into? Um, so uh, this is something that I always wanted to do. I'm, I'm doing it uh, now, and hopefully, you know, uh, soon enough, I can um, I can uh, have a PhD in, in, in history. Uh, that is fantastic. On,
1: as, as, as we get ready to con- conclude, um, you're also a parent. You're a soccer coach. You're a mentor. You have cross-cultural chil- children.
3: <laughs> Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, so, so, as I mentioned earlier, um, my uh, wife, uh, even though she's now a U.S. citizen, she's uh, she, um, she was born and raised in Lithuania. Uh, I... I have a daughter and a son. Uh, they both uh, they both are soccer players. Uh, we they were uh, selected by the Barcelona uh, football club to uh, to attend their uh, soccer camp in October. So we're going to go there. Uh, I'm I am also my my daughter's um, uh, uh, soccer. They call it team manager. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a sport that I that I was a fan of, uh, but they, they all waited until I left for Afghanistan to change sports. You know, they were doing basketball <laughs> and baseball. So, uh, but uh, but that, it, it's all good. I I I love um, supporting my, my my children. So my uh, children are half Lithuanian, half Puerto Ricans, born in Hawaii. So <laughs> that is funny. You can imagine that. Uh, Do they speak Lithuania? So my uh, daughter does. Um, uh, she she speaks fluent Lithuanian. Um, she understands Spanish. Uh, that's. I, I think that uh, it is uh, it is important. It is crucial that, that my children, you know, know um, uh, both of their parents' cultures. Um, so uh, we we've tried. Very very hard, you know, for them to uh, to learn where uh, where their parents came from.
2: It's funny because in my house, I speak Spanish to my kids, and my wife talks to them in Spanish, in English, even though that you know she's Puerto Rican too. And even when she's mad at them, they speaking she's speaking English. I talk to them all the time in Spanish, so it's pretty unique. I can imagine you know your wife talking to them in Lithuanian. <laughs> Well, Harry, uh, we're about to finish. Uh, Can you take us out?
1: Thank you so much, Colonel, for joining us today to honor Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, You are an inspiration to all of our listeners. Thank you for your service to our, our nation. And also, we know that not only all Americans, but Puerto Rico is justly proud of you. I'll turn over to Alex to say goodbye to our listeners. And I hope you use some Spanish since it is Hispanic Heritage Month.
3: Okay. uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, It it was an honor to be in your presence today. Thank you.
1: And
2: this was the spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. Till next time. Thank you, Angel.
0: Thank you for tuning into The Spotlight with the Ambassador and the Chief. Be sure to join Chief Alex Morales and Ambassador Harry Thomas again on the Voice America Variety Channel.